DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Davis Vision's New Year's special continues through February. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of the month. Check them out now at davisvisionmd.com. Time to welcome in Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. Steve, good morning. Good morning. So, Steve, the top of the West in the NBA is interesting. You know, you grew up in California. The team of your youth, the Lakers, you went to college at UC Irvine right down the road from the forum, and you could follow them. You coached in Utah. One of the star players that you coached at Fresno, Paul George, is with the Clippers. And now the Jazz play the Clippers with both teams at full strength. And so you have interesting takes on all these clubs. You see the Jazz and the Clippers play. Does this reset what you think about the West? How do you look at these three teams now? You know, uh, right now, you know, if we had to play for a championship, I think it would be either the Jazz or the Clippers, just based upon what's happening. Obviously, Paul and Kawhi missed some games, but uh, I've watched them play their last couple of games. And uh, this is a big, I mean, you could say it's a big game for the Jazz, but I think it's actually a bigger game for the Clippers. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, what's going on. I don't know if you saw any of that Clippers game last night, but Paul must be on some kind of minutes restriction. Yeah. Because he's, he goes for 36 or 37, and all of a sudden he doesn't play the last three or four minutes when they have a chance to win the game. And I'm thinking, certainly minutes restrictions, you can figure it out where someone could actually be in the game at the end. I, 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 I could not understand that. Maybe there's something I don't get. But uh, – this is a big game for the Clippers. I'm not, something that they can prove that, you know, way together, they should be pretty healthy. Um, but the Jazz obviously uh, play well. They play well pretty much whether they're at home or on the road for the most part. And, they, you know, they just uh, played each other a little bit ago. So, I don't know. I, I, I think the Clippers have more to prove. And, uh, but certainly they have great talent and, uh, you know, they've got to be better defensively than they've been. They, they just do silly things. So I know watching the game the other night or last night, I watched the last part of it. Felt like the Clippers had plenty of opportunities to win, but, uh, the Nets prevailed. Yeah, I think that was obvious there. That was a fun game to watch on Friday. It had yeah. a little bit of a uh, a playoff atmosphere, and the Clippers clearly were jacked for that game, knowing that it's a national television game. Their guys have been out, and the Jazz had won 21 out of 22, whatever it was. And so they're the team that's getting a lot of the attention. So I, I appreciated the playoff intensity. One of the things that – was interesting in that game was that Conley comes back after missing six games, right? Jazz go 6-0, and obviously, during that time. And I was looking at Joe Ingles. In half of those games, he scored at least 20 points. He scored 20 points, I think, four times this season. So three of them came when Conley was out. One came when Mitchell was out earlier in the season against the Mavericks. So when he moves in the starting lineup, Statistically, his production goes up. He's one of these guys that you can't just strictly judge his contribution by a box score. But when Conley comes back the other night, he goes one of four, isn't near the factor. What can Quinn Snyder do? It's just one game, so I don't want to go crazy either. But what can he do to increase Joe's productivity? Because obviously the talent is there. Well, I I think Joe has really played well. And I think, I mean, I think those are converse, private conversations that you have, first of all, with, you know, with Joe. And, and you talk about what his role is. And he can't, I think there's a tendency to defer 
to, you know, leading scorers. Guy, you know, systems are set up to get certain guys, certain shots, certain places. And when you come in and fill in for a guy that's been playing significant minutes, you just assume automatically, you know, mentally, emotionally, every which way, hey, these are my minutes, and I'm going to get those shots. And and then when he comes back, you take a more of a secondary role. And I, I think you have to be careful about that because Joe is a guy that really, when he gets it going, he's just so cerebral as he plays, but he can really shoot it. And so I think they have to have that conversation. I think they probably, if they haven't already, you know, just to watch a film like that. So let's see where, how aggressive you really were here. I mean, that was a shot you should have taken. You know, what, what's going on here? And so sometimes players do get – and, and Joe's a seasoned veteran. I mean, he's a guy that knows how to play the game, understands the game. But it is true that – and it's not just with the Jazz. You see it all the time where guys have opportunities. There's just virtually – you just get locked in and know, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm taking this open shot. It's mine. And, uh, and, and you – play with a different mindset. So I think it's a bit more about the mindset than it is about his physical attributes, as you mentioned. I mean, he's been playing really well, uh, but he's got he's to get his looks, take his shots, because when he is shooting well, that team is way different. And I don't think they give a whole lot up when anytime Joe Ingles plays, but he's not as athletic as some guys, and, you know, he's not going to – there's some guys who have maybe a more difficult time guarding. But when he's on the floor, they're, they're just such a cerebral group, and they just – it's always one more pass, and uh, I, they're all veterans enough to know that, hey, if one more comes to you and you get your feet squared ready, you have to shoot the ball. And that you have to, I just say it's a mindset thing that coaches can talk with players and, uh, and players can talk with players. You know, and I mean, I think there's a situation where, I mean, I, I don't know who the leaders are in that locker room. I would think Joe would be one of them. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell certainly has a is a voice, you know. He Donovan Mitchell, he for me, I would probably call Donovan Mitchell and say, "Hey, talk to your boy here. He's he's got to take shots. Uh, you know, he can't. He's got to know that we trust him and that we have confidence in him. So, I think you work the angle a little bit through coaches, through players, and and then you move on. But you make, the message is clear that you you've got to be involved in this offense for us because there's going to be injuries. There's going to be things happen. And you got to be prepared for all the things, especially this year. Oh my goodness! Every every week, every game, there's somebody missing for some particular reason. And so, uh, the Jazz have been able to stay at the top of this thing because they've got the, they've had the best continuity of guys playing. That yes, Tommy missed five or six games, but guys stepped up and filled in. And uh, so <clears throat> that's just part of that culture there. And they just, I agree with you. I think they're convers. You got to at least have a conversation and talk about those things, and then move on. So every, every game, right, the teams bring the, the star power, the celebrity, the names on the jersey, the recent history of the clubs. But if you strip that all away, and coaches like to do that and say, it's just basketball, but the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Nets play in L.A. and New York in the biggest markets, and they've got super teams – in some form that were a combination of free agency and leverage trades that bring together all-stars and Hall of Famers. And the Jazz are built through the draft, some trades, and I guess one major free agent signing. So it's a different deal. Have you seen enough now, especially recently here with the Nets playing the Clippers and the Jazz playing the Clippers, to say the Jazz are on the same level as these three other teams with their star power and celebrity and all that stuff? 
Are you confident in that in a seven-game series with the Jazz against any of these or all of these clubs? I mean, I think, when I look at the Jazz, and the more you watch them play, the more you realize you know how connected they are as as a team, offensively and defensively. And I, and I think I've said this before. Is I, I think with the Jazz, you do have some great players on that team, but it's more for me. It's just it's the sum of the parts are, are greater than individuals and. Every game Donovan Mitchell plays, he gets better. You know, you, you, Conley comes back and he makes contributions. And and Bogdanovich, you know, I mean, Bogdanovich will, you know, last week he had a couple of games where you know he's at eleven, he's at five, and then boom, he's at twenty three. And and I'm not, I haven't watched all of these games because sometimes there's circumstances and things that impact this. But I I do believe that my my gut in my gut it tells me. The Jazz have the capacity and the capability to win a seven-game series. I think there's less margin for error for them than there is maybe for the Lakers' full strength and the Clippers' full strength. I'll be honest with you. I think the Lakers are really vulnerable. Uh, I, I think Caruso, who played really good last year, is really struggled. Kuzma, uh, he, he's very capable, but makes me really nervous defensively and just as hot and cold. And uh, you know, and I and, I'm, and Schroeder obviously has been down a little bit. And Anthony, you know, for me, Anthony Davis, when the Lakers were the best in the bubble, Anthony Davis was playing the five. And and I think in that situation, he, you know, you they had to go out, you know, it opens the floor because he can shoot it. But when he's inside, and he can do his work, and they can surround him with shooters, I like that version of the Lakers. So uh, you know, right now. The, all three of those teams are awfully good. You know, you can nitpick a lot of things, but I, when I watch that game, the, the Clippers against the Nets, uh, you know, Paul is, is, is has really played well this year, and he, and obviously he's been he's been out. But with Paul and Kawhi uh, playing at that level, then Nicholas Batum didn't play either. I don't think for a couple of games, but I I think the Clippers and the Jazz right now are the two best teams in the West, and uh, I just I just don't trust. I just don't think. LeBron by himself can beat either one of those teams. Uh, but if, if you're talking about seven-game series in the playoffs, Jazz have never been more prepared, but there is still kind of a question mark. There was a question mark like, can they beat them in seven games? And can McDonavich play well in four or five games where he's got to have 20? And can Joe Ingles be in a situation where he's scoring 15 to 17 a game coming off the bench or starting, whatever the circumstances are? You know, and occasionally Gobert will disappear. You know, depending on matchups and situations. So, yeah, I, 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 I do have questions whether they can actually finish that right now. And we, I, I need, more, we need more games to watch. And uh, and the thing about it, it we, it's kind of like fool's gold to me. A lot of this with the protocol issues, with uh, no home court advantage, uh, with injuries. It's really hard the first third of the season to get a sense in the field of what you really trust when you watch it play. And uh, I love, I've watched the Jazz enough to know that they are going to be in every game. They're, they're, not, they're just too well coached and too disciplined and, and too talented right now to go places and just get beat unless they, it's, a, you know, it's a back-to-back and, and uh, they're traveling across the country or something. I don't, I don't have that same confidence in the Clippers and the Lakers when they go through those things. So I, I think a little bit of the maturity of the Jazz is, is a significant role in their journey to, 
to get to the NBA Finals. But I still, there's something about the Clippers and the Lakers where they can do things on their own with or without an offense and just jump up and make shots. Brooklyn Nets especially. My goodness. Uh, it, it's, it's incredible. I, we really haven't seen them all play together for a period of time. Uh, but, the, but the Nets are really scary offensively. I mean, it, it's, you watch them and you just go, whoa. And, and then all of a sudden when the, the fourth and fifth guys come in and start making baskets, uh, I know defense wins championships, but the Nets might be able to put up 150 a night in the series. So we'll have to see. But I am, I'm higher on the Jazz and the Clippers right now than I am the Lakers. Uh, and, and even when Anthony Davis comes back, I feel like they can either put him in a role where he can, in fact, play, score inside and score outside and not play two bigs together. Uh, I, I think it's just better when you have four shooters and you have a big that's so versatile like that. So speaking of those next, Steve, that's exactly where I was going. You know, they've been playing well, and Duran has been out. How much sacrifice is going to be required by their three big stars in order to make this thing work? I will tell you this. It's the most impressive basketball I've ever seen James Harden play. And I've watched him score 60 points in games and do crazy things. But he seems to have the, the innate ability to understand where he's at and what's going on. And if KD's not on the floor, certainly he understands that. But he def- he'll defer to KD. And, you know, Kyrie is going to do what Kyrie does. And, and when it's going, it's, it's unstoppable. But I, I think that I, I think the question mark for a lot of people was, how does James Harden come in here and fit? And I think he fits really, really well. Uh, I think he understands his role. Uh, he knows that uh, if there's just two of them on the floor, that he's got full license to go and create. When KD's there, he realizes how important KD is going to be. And you just watch James Harden play on a different team like this where he has opportunities and then he defers and passes. I mean, he looks. That's, I think that's the one thing as a fan. People go, you know, he's just jacking up 40 shots every game. You know, he's got the ball in his hand 80% of the time. But he, I mean, certainly he's going to have the ball in his hands. But he's a different player right now, I think. And uh, and I, they're, they're, they seem to be getting more comfortable. I, is KD coming back soon? I haven't heard. I didn't see any medical reports or anything. But uh, it's going to be fun to watch this team play a composite of 10 games together and see what that looks like because we really don't know what the Nets look like. And, uh, and, and Kyrie's ability to just create shots and make shots. But, but that, makes me, that, that part of Kyrie's game makes me nervous because when that's not going, does he know when to turn it off and defer and look to other guys as well? And uh, if they figure that out, they are going to be really good. And, and uh, there will be less talks about uh, – how weak they are defensively and more talks like, hey, this may be the greatest offensive team that, you know, this may match the, the Warriors type team where everybody could score and, uh, and do it in a lot of different ways. So, yeah, I, I, th- I think James Harden has come in and made that transition smooth. He seems to have a good attitude and uh, they're, they're pretty locked in. Well, Steve, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week. We'll have a Jazz-Laker game in the books by then. Yeah, so. that's, that's, that's going to be fun to see. Yep. All right, guys, have a great week.